What's up, Dallas? How you doing, sir? It's it's been a long week, very long week. I believe it. Your schedule has been packed. It's been very packed. You know, it's the springtime when you work a lot and you know you do stuff out in the community like coaching and then theater stuff. It all sorts of happen right at the same time, so you don't really get a chance to breathe. So right now, that's me trying to trying to grasp for air. Totally, totally, totally. This is an unwinding episode here for everybody at home. We're unwinding in this episode. We uh, we're doing no guests. We're just hanging out. That's the episode. It's just it, us. It's so just us. This is us, okay? So, boom. Tonight it's a it's a buffalo episode. And uh, w- one of the things that I, since I've had like zero time to do anything, I, um, I've been off of social media, which doesn't help with, you know, promoting stuff, but I'll, uh, I've I'll, been promoting Dallas. I've been out there. <laughs> the word is getting out. Don't you worry. But, but I will be back to help promote. And I noticed today, I just, just for a quick second, you know, I figured I've been off for a little bit. Let me check social media make sure, you know, no one's messaged me on there, which no one has. Uh, so thank you, thank you for that. Uh, no, nothing waiting for me there. And I saw the one day I go on Twitter, it's been sold to Elon Musk. What? I saw. And you know what? I, it's a cliche. It's been said a thousand times. I'm going to say it again on our show. You could have solved world hunger when you bought Twitter. <laughs> that was it. And, and this just goes, this just falls into my line of uh, philosophy and just it's a fact elon musk he's a fraud he's a fraud oh absolutely my god and all that and all the bs about like i am saving the world and like climate change the only reason he cares about climate change is because he wants more people to argue this bs for <laughs> years to come like give me one idea of his that not even did it work but did he execute it like every single every single idea he has it just never happens. And that's why I love the mix of him and Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein's character in the movie Don't Look Up in their weirdo scientist <laughs> yeah. character. And like he does all the Elon Musk stuff with the overselling the amount of technology and then everything goes horribly wrong. And he's just like, um, I didn't plan for any of this. This is very, I like when he gets very quiet. He's like, this is very bad. Yeah. Okay, it's very bad. <laughs> Trying to be positive about everything when he's just he's just a psycho. And like uh, if someone uh, here's the thing, if someone comes up to you and we we see it all the time. Someone comes up to you, gives offers you an insane amount of money and says this money will help unlock your potential. Totally. The first thing that comes to your mind, all right, this is a pyramid scheme. Automatically. This this is a scam. Absolutely. Forty-four billion dollars. I'm gonna unlock your potential. What potential is he unlocking? There are two hundred million people using this thing. The potential is already being unlocked. Well, it's I know. There. And he he grabs something that's past its peak, and he's like, "I am going to take it to its peak now." And it's like, <laughs> what about eight years ago when everybody was on Twitter? And all the every kid was on stupid Twitter saying that they bought Heelys. Oh, I miss Heelys. Dude, I miss Heelys. Remember rolling down the hall and the teachers would be like, just walk, please. Come on. <laughs> I, every day. I once saw a kid 
And uh, this is probably why they banned it in schools. He tried to do it going down the stairs, and oh, it, it didn't end well for him. And that was when he was like, all right, we got we to gotta cut this out. That was the best. Dude, I love stuff like that. Oh, man. At our high school, what, what was it with us? Oh, crazy story. The What were they called? The rubber bands, the wristbands that were uh, – animal shape that you could get them in any shape really like oh, anything yeah. cool were they crazy bands are they called something like, like that silly yeah bands? Silly, silly bands, bands silly bands we had silly bands and um silly bands when you wrapped them together made really good slingshot darts so they had banned silly bands because of the football team and the boys in the drama club and mm. all of us hanging out after school in the cafeteria and hitting each other with silly band rubber band balls. Ah, that's, that's nice. how that's that's how immature children ruin good things. We were we were wild back then. I don't think we're as wild as the kids are now nowadays. But we well, were we were we pretty reckless. We didn't drive people to eating disorders as often, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, we definitely didn't uh, bully people. Uh, Halfway crazy on social media as often. As I'm not gonna say it didn't happen. Yeah. But uh, we were the beginning, so like when it happened twice a year, you were like, "Man, this world is slipping." Yeah. And like now it's just every day, and it's like, "Man, that's insane! That that that's just a new age edge out there for the <laughs> for the new world. Just <laughs> learning about yourself, and you hate yourself like everybody does in middle and high school." And then someone online just has to say horrible things to you on top of it. Like, man, I just, you know, I hope parents out there are being good to their kids about that issue because that is just a new one. And what's insane is, like, the kids are oddly the ones in control of it. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and, and nowadays, now Elon is going to allow those bullies and trolls to, to stay on. Uh, social media because it's free speech so there's going to be a lot more of it you know what's crazy to me adults that bully children online (laughs) what's the point (laughs) like just okay like speaking logically I'm not even like we're comedians so obviously sometimes the satirical joke is aimed in a certain direction Mm -hmm. but I like of all the targets a child (laughs) like that's the joke target yeah (laughs) That is your dignity, sir. You have insulted a man's son or daughter. Now, now that is where you stand. What What are we defining as a child? Because like, they're they're also like young. So imagine this. Imagine you're you're the number one draft pick. You're making millions and millions of dollars. You get drafted to Philadelphia, which is known right. for a, a, a as a rabid, rabid fan base. Right. They drive you insane. You lose a little bit of confidence because, of course, you do. They're yelling at you. Your own home fans are yelling at you, cursing at you. You get traded to Brooklyn, which is New Yorkers. That's it, just New Yorkers. (laughs) You're getting chewed up and chewed out by the whole Kardashian uh, situation because you're dating one of the Kardashians. So you're getting chewed up in that social media sphere. And then you've got people in person yelling at you, recording you, calling you dumb, calling you weak. Then you got old people on TV calling you dumb, calling you weak. All right, now, now you're now you're setting me up to make me sound. You're just playing devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Obviously, someone's allowed to defend themselves, but 
I, there's a whole flip side to this coin. If you can't walk away from the comments of a bratty teen, you're not a confident adult. <laughs> I, I stand by that statement anytime. Um, like I said, I have I have a, a teenage uh, sister. I understand the insults. I understand the insults that you feel you can't walk away from. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can't walk away from someone else's bratty teen, that is that is your fault. I um I have to say I, even with all that said I don't even call my siblings by their names I either call them <laughs> loser or bum like that's that, great that's their names and that's they call they give it to me right back so it's, it's oh, a very absolutely. loving family and that's that's how you love your siblings mm-hmm. is by calling them rude things that yeah. you would never allow anyone else to say you right would be mad if anyone else outside of your house said that right right. But when dad says it and it's not you that he's saying it about, it's the funniest thing on earth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's all out of love. And it's nothing offensive. You know, it's just calling no, them no, no. bums or losers or saying that they're broke, they have no money. Or if they don't have I money, don't you know. ask them for money. I see, I'm not going to get into the insults because I don't want to say them on air. But I feel as though now we're hitting one of those uh, uh, <laughs> culture shock differences. Uh in my family, there was uh, definitely some insults hurled that were that were <laughs> offensive. There was definitely offense behind every insult. <laughs> nope, it was full offense, man. And my favorite thing was the offense would then be hit with a like, what, what do you like? I don't want to say like, what are you gonna do about it? Because that's baiting and that would be mean. But like, my favorite thing is it's like hit you with this insult, and then you're like, oh, man, I don't appreciate that. And then it's like, oh, man, well, you know, when you get your own house, you know, that'll be, then then you cannot be insulted. And it's like, I never have an house. I just get insulted. This is the existence. I, th- I think that's the the struggle that we had as kids, too, why we're so upset at our parents. Like, we can't top that. Like No, and you never can. Yeah. Even when you're an adult, they, yeah. they had it your whole life. You owe them everything. You never have a moment to say, like, ha, I beat you. Because you don't beat them. Mm-hmm. You exist because of them. <laughs> they they always have the winning argument, and that's why we're so frustrated as children. That's why I hate you. I hate you, Mom. I hate you. We don't. It's just that's that's our rebuttal to I put a roof over your head and I put food on the table. Absolutely. Because what do you say to that? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you have Nothing. You don't have a bargaining stool with your parents. Your teacher argues with you, and you're like, dude, I'll tell my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the easiest argument on earth. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> your mom says something to you, and you're like, oh, she birthed me. So I naturally have to say something horrible that I'm going to regret in an hour. And then you do, and then in an hour, you're like, Boy, she brought me into this world, and I just said that horrible thing to my mom. So now I have to go apologize, and then they're always right. And mm-hmm. then when you're 40, and you might be right about a situation, you don't even want to be right, so you never win. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the bane of existence of everyone, because it's like a yeah. cycle. Yeah. I know. That's the endless cycle. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, I'm not going to speak for parents, because I, I obviously don't have children, and I don't... Uh, know what that's like yet but i i just am interested to find out what that's going to be like on the other side of the dial one day yeah just uh having a kid and just uh i can't wait till the day that i say something and then i'm gonna walk away and be like oh my god i sounded like my father (laughs) 
Now, question for you. Were you or are you, are you afraid of your parents? Well, afraid is an operative term. I wouldn't ever mess with my father because I've seen my father protect me. And so naturally, I, I trust him very much. And I would never, ever want to see anyone mess with my mom because I've barked up that tree and that's like starting a wildfire. So never, ever anyone out there, don't mess with Virginia. <laughs> She'll just destroy you. Um, she smote many a people. She smote publicly. It's very funny. I love it, dude. She'll like. She'll just. She'll just take. Someone says something, and she'll just hand it right back. So, don't comment or bait Virginia, because it will be hooked. <laughs> so, so like to to that point, like so example, so right, you wouldn't you wouldn't like try you wouldn't try your parents. Oh God, no, no. My, yeah. See, here's the thing. My father and I have a very close relationship, and. In our culture, like a, a close relationship with your dad is making fun of each other. Mm -hmm. But he always has the last word because I live in his house. And in the days, hopefully soon, when I don't live in his house, uh, it's going to be like, oh, you let me live in your house my whole life. So I really don't have anything real to say. Mm -hmm. So like, I make fun of him because like, he lost most of his hair. So like he's bald. So that's hilarious. <laughs> and so that naturally I'm going to pick on all the time. And, uh, but like, that's the difference in jokes is I have to be immature and childish and he gets to be realistic and superior. <laughs> and th that's the natural balance of things. Absolutely. Right. And my mom is an absolute saint. I mean, my gosh, she's put, she's, she's the lady that could get anybody everywhere, everywhere. Like the whole schedule. She just tied up all the time. I don't know what we would have done without her. <laughs> and so. You know, you'd feel bad. You anytime you say anything to your mom, you feel a little bad. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I've uh, I've watched my my mother smite people on the spot, so I would never want to like. Oh man, anytime like anytime I was wrong in school, and there were plenty of times. So anytime <laughs> I was wrong, do you have rock music in the background right now? Do you hear rock music? I did. Um, it's either someone driving by or my refrigerator is making noise right now. That is insane. I hope that ends up in the recording. I so hope that ends up in the recording so that everyone can hear the dull hum of yeah. in the background. That's the I fridge. thought it was I thought it was paranoid by Black Sabbath. And I thought it was Uh that's gonna be I yeah, I hope that's in there too. That's awesome. Being woken up in the middle of the night by that is a lot of fun. Dude, it sounds like somebody like is buzzing through the wall with a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it was scary at first, especially living alone. Like I'm a very light sleeper, so any slight noise, I'm up for the rest of the night. So that's uh, what I have to figure out what that is. And also I'm afraid of the dark. Uh, oh so man, I have to have some kind of night light on. Uh in, yeah, in, in black families, the, the light above the stove, that's a night light. That rocks. As you know any, what's as funny? any black family, that's a nightlight. Well, in Italian families, you fall asleep before you remember to turn the lights off. So mm. your lights, the lights in your house, just stay on all night. Okay. okay. So we we don't judge anybody for using nightlights because we just leave the lights on, like a motel <laughs> six. Uh, also, the TV. The TV is also well. It was for me. 
um, actually vivid memory. I remember when I was a, a kid, I slept in a bunk bed. I was in the top bunk bed. And back in the day when like the TV was like, I think it was like channel three was just a blue screen that you put like a VHS tape in and that's the screen you use channel three. Um, totally. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I fell off the bunk bed and I landed kind of like Tarzan, like on like oh, all, on all fours kind of thing. And I remember that's looking nuts. at the TV and the screen was blue. And the next thing I remember, I was in an ambulance. Oh man. And some poor guy like me was watching some <laughs> poor kid having jumped off his bed. And he was like, please don't get hurt worse while you're in my care so I can just take you to the doctor and make it his problem. Yeah, I was I was the worst. They, I, I hated needles. When I had to get a shot, I they had seven people hold me down. I kicked the doctor. That's awesome. I didn't want, I didn't want a rough. shot. Did you, like, cuss him out, too? Uh, no, I was, it was more so screaming and, like, flailing. I think it was, like, nine. Oh, that's so sad. I, see, and I hate needles, so, like, I used to cry and flail like that. And they, like, they never had doctors hold me down. They just had my mom or dad sit on me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, one time I remember distinctly I have, I, having to get a shot, and my, and my, I, I think my mom was there, and she just sat on my leg. <laughs> And like that was what happened. It was like, well, okay. <laughs> the the good thing about being very like small and skinny and lanky was like you don't weigh as much, but you're very squirmy. I could like squirm out of like people sitting on me or holding me down. So that's I why believe. that's why I needed so many people. Dude, you were probably scary in that way. I was I was very frightening, very frightening. Like especially with the loud screams and the weird faces I would make. Yeah. <laughs> the weird faces I would make. That's awesome. <laughs> I legitimately thought I was going to die in their hands. I don't blame you because sometimes, and it's not doctor's fault, but sometimes when they're just talking about what they're going to do, it just sounds like torture. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, the technology is not that far-fetched medieval. <laughs> well, some of it is in sync. Like in the 21st century, we're talking, we got like nanotech that can help you. And that end it crazy mm-hmm. and then there's like cataract surgery which the ancient romans had and it's like oh okay they could always help that <laughs> especially especially scary at the dentist like i don't know what the equipment is that they use but it sounds disastrous like getting a root canal you hear the oh my god i've never see here's the thing um I avoid the dentist. I'm a proud I'm a proud American first world human being who gets to live in a country with such see and here's the thing, I don't even believe America has good health care, but we I live in a country with good enough health care that I can go to the dentist when my teeth really, really hurt and I'm mm-hmm. finally not scared of the dentist to go get them fixed. Because yeah. I'm a proud first world American that admits to being afraid of the dentist and not going most of the time. And you know what? I feel you're not alone. I feel like most people are afraid of the dentist, mostly because of the the price of it, and also because of it's just it's just a scary place to be. And the way the dentist will talk to you, they're very straightforward about what they're gonna do and what they need to do. Like when I went to the dentist, like all right, just very straightforward. We're gonna take this tooth out. We're gonna take that tooth out. You got a root canal here, and like it's just. Like, I, can we like? Can you be more nicer about it? More polite. Use polite words. Like we're going to not even. They're not even saying I'm gonna take. I'm gonna extract this tooth. I'm like, gonna destroy your <laughs> mouth. 
like that's how they approach it. Like it's always happens. And that's why I make that sarcastic joke because the costs are so prohibitive in dentistry that you got to have great insurance. And when you have great insurance, complaining about going to the dentist is such a first world problem that I always feel bad because I'm like, I hate this thing that most people can't do that I have. It's like, it's like, oh man, I feel like an idiot when I walk away from going to the dentist and they're like, there, was it that bad? And they've spoken to me like a five and I'm like, no, I guess it wasn't that bad. In fact, it was a privilege. How grateful. I'm going home now to think about how terrible I am. Uh, also, while you're still drugged up on whatever they give you. So it's, it's a little oh bit loopy God. and slow. Oh my God, you're not even kidding. I love that stuff. If anyone out there, if you have any access to uh, bubblegum amoxicillin, I'm bubble looking gum for I love when I get an ear infection because I like, all right, the pink stuff is coming. Like, this is good. Never even upset when I get an ear infection. My ear hurts. Ear infection. I need that amoxicillin. Stat. Pronto. I got deja vu. Have we talked about this? I swear to God, we've talked about this exact thing, the amoxicillin thing. I may have brought it up a couple of times that I've craved bubblegum amoxicillin. Alice, I'm a little concerned about you. It sounds like you might be an addict for amoxicillin. But I don't think it's like it's it's not harm. Too much of it isn't harmful. But if you, I don't think that's true. I think you definitely could take too many antibiotics. You could take so many that they don't work anymore. That's a real thing. I'm not. I don't think I'm lying. Or if I am lying, I'm not lying entirely. It, if you take too many antibiotics or you take them in a way that's ineffective you, you'll make the bacterium stronger and then you're you're totally messed up but i think i guess you're right but it it's like it's like being lactose intolerant and loving to have a milkshake you kind of risk it right i think with medicine or things that kill things in your body it's it's entirely different and uh, don't get me wrong that's why i totally respect uh, anybody who watches their alcohol uh, because, you know, also poison. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, um, uh, yeah, I don't think you should take too many antibiotics on purpose. <laughs> I'm just going to put my foot down <laughs> on this point and say it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, this Look, is probably not a healthy conversation. I've been a firefighter for a couple of years, and I don't, I don't think that it's a good idea. You're right. Well, all right. So cancel my offer for bubblegum amoxicillin. And if you had any, I guess, cough drops, that would be. And look, I'm not judging because I probably said an insane amount of stupid things in the rant that I just went on to try to get you to not do that. Nothing I said was intelligible or good. And everyone that's listened is now dumber having heard it. But um, so everyone out there, you're welcome. But. I don't think that you should take medicine intentionally without a problem. Hmm. What if it's like just a little bit? Because I remember when my little brother would have, uh, and this is a shameful admission, here's a, here's a revelation. Whenever my little brother would get ear infections and he'd get the moxicillin, I would always sneak a sip at night of the, not a lot, but just like a, a small spoonful. Well, I don't mean to show off my uh talented street knowledge here but I do believe that's called microdosing uh, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right <laughs> that's, back. That's the commercial spot. <laughs> right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by uh, vitamins. Doctors usually recommend vitamins when you're not feeling good. They recommend you take vitamins when you're sick. There's vitamins in food. I think there's even vitamins in, in some sorts of water. Uh, I like vitamins. Vitamins are helpful. I find that when I take vitamins, I feel good. Especially B12, everyone. Uh, vitamins. Take your vitamins. Vitamins. We are back. Heck yeah. Can I... Um, can I go off for a minute? All right. Let's I, hear it. I got some words for uh, the Smith family. Uh-oh. <coughs> I know it's a little bit overdue. I know the events at the Oscars have already happened. Um, and the people who know me know that. Let me, let me cl- clear something up really quick. I don't hate Will Smith. I'm trying to get it out of my heart to hate actual people. Because that's not a, that's not a good thing to have, right? But I I dislike strongly dislike the idea of Will Smith. I don't blame you right now. He is a person who is all about ego. Will Smith in just about every movie that he's been, he has to be the sympathetic character. He has to be the hero. It's always him having to save the world. Uh, I Robot. It's him going against the robots. Uh, I am legend. Uh, it's him going against the zombies, and he's the last man on earth. Uh, totally. Independence Day, he's saving the White House. It's always about Will Smith, and then in Pursuit of Happiness, he's a sympathetic character, the homeless guy who's, you know, wearing his raggedy clothes to the job interview and crying on screen and all that stuff. That's not a character. That's Will Smith playing Will Smith. So at the Oscars. When we saw what happened, when Chris Rock made the joke about his wife, he made it about him, of him defending his family. And I'm not here to talk about all, like, the ableist stuff and the making fun of black women and black hair and that kind of thing. This is about Will Smith being the hero, still in character, being King Richard, using that as his defense of, I was defending my family. And it didn't stop there for me. At that point... Everyone sort of saw what I'd always saw. Will Smith is in it for Will Smith and only Will Smith. But then we have a new character entering the game, and her name is Jada Pinkett Smith. That, my friends, is a toxic human being. She is not good for him. He is... I'm going to say he's... I won't say he's too good for her, but that is not a healthy balance of a relationship. And he even, he references himself where he wanted to be more like Tupac because Jada Pinkett Smith loved Tupac. So Will Smith wanted to be a little bit more like Tupac. And that's what him being Tupac going up there and slapping Chris Rock. Those two together, they're toxic. I don't like them. And I don't believe that they should be in the newest cycle anymore. I don't want to hear about them anymore. So if you're talking about Jada Pinkett Smith, talking about Will Smith, keep them off the airwaves. Keep the red table conversation stuff off of my screen. 
I don't want them to be public about anything because if you're going to be public about stuff, people are going to talk about it. So people are talking about it because you're public about it. Don't get mad if people are talking about it. All right, Jada, keep it to yourself. I hope the both of you, when you finally decide to get over yourselves, don't trip. All right, so go straight to hell, no detours, and when you get there, say hi to Donald. All right, so get out of my life. Please, please just stop talking. Stop, don't, don't go to a red table. Stay home. Heal there. You want to go on your red table talking. You want to talk about healing. This is the time for healing. I'm not going to talk about the Chris, the Oscars thing here. This is the time for healing. Go heal in a secret place. Go heal. Go to therapy. Red table is not therapy. You're not a therapist. Neither are you, Will Smith. You're not this inspirational creature. You're not this inspirational person giving all these positive quotes. You're not Denzel Washington. All right. You're a wannabe Denzel Washington. You're Will Smith and you're Jada Pinkett Smith. You're two people who are way too famous for your own good. So please, go away now and forevermore. I don't want to hear from you ever again. So go away now and forevermore. Please, just shut up. Don't talk anymore. Ah, that's, that's all I got. I don't know about everyone at home, but that was the most I've heard Dallas talk in the entirety that I've known him. That was a lot of uh, that was a lot of feelings, and you made me feel every one of them, Dallas. I mean, why are they why are they still like in the news? That that's over with. It's old. Yeah, it no, happened. That 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 was uh. And we're yep. still talking about it. I'm still talking about it. And I'm, I'm mad at myself for continuing to talk about it, to continue the conversation. Yes, uh, I don't I want the conversation to continue. I want them to stop talking about it because it's over with. Those are the best reasons I've ever heard for being irritated by this, too. It's so annoying. All right. I'm going yeah. right, to take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a quick break. I need to cool off. All right. So we're going to go to commercial. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Ben Grace. Nah, but we're going to take that commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by meditation. Ever feel like you're angry, frustrated, or feeling anxious about something? Take a moment. Take a deep breath. And stay calm. Live in the moment. Speak to yourself. Speak positive truths about yourself. Meditation. People all over the world do it. It's time that we start to do it too. Let's heal together. Meditation just takes five minutes. Five minutes of your day of deep breathing and positive thoughts. Let's all meditate together. All right, we're back. I've cooled off. Um, in the meantime, Taco Bell <laughs> has brought back the Mexican taco. Now, it's not really a not, not Mexican taco, I'm sorry. Mexican pizza. It's a Mexican pizza. Very exciting. Uh, it's actually, it's it's been a hit. So apparently uh, someone had, when the Taco Bell originally had it, it was called the Pizzazz Pizza. Totally. They took it away, and someone went to change.org, did a petition for it, got over like 100,000 signatures on this petition, and Taco Bell reached out like, hey, we're, we're uh, appreciative of your support and happy to let you know that we're bringing it back beginning in May. The Mexican pizza is coming back to Taco Bell. Which inspired uh, me to ask you for your top five fast food restaurants. All right, so mine are going to be interesting. Because
because as I mentioned on the show before, and as I will mention when we start reviewing restaurants, which is why we're doing these top fives, um, I like to review bathrooms in restaurants because I have IBS. So uh, fast food ideas for me are going to be more faster restaurants because some fast food places just do not agree. But to humor you, I'll definitely throw a, a, my number five as a fast food restaurant that I know will not work for me. Um, my number five there is going to be, wouldn't you know it, Taco Bell. Mm. I think if I eat Taco Bell, I will die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a, good, there's a good chance of it, but at the end of the day, when you don't die, what doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? I don't think with Taco Bell that's necessarily true. I think it, it might be poison for me. For me. And mm, lots of people love it. I get it. Like I said, it's great. But it's not good for me. Yeah. So for your case, it's more so of what doesn't kill you makes you wish it had. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's a perfect way to describe it. <laughs> that, that was the best analogy for what I got. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a good number five. For me, my number five, I'm going to have to go with, it's going to be controversial. I'm going to put McDonald's at number five. Blame you blame cannot beat like they they I think it's no debate they have the best fries. Um, I don't eat beef or pork, but I don't really consider the McRib real pork, so I think right. that that flies under the radar. The McRib is underrated. Also, the Shamrock Shake. That's oh. underrated, and again, I can't have dairy. I can't have milkshakes. It would destroy me. But a Shamrock Shake, it's like they put a leprechaun in a blender and. Put it to you in a cup. It's beautiful. That's perfect. I love it. Um, I'll put McDonald's at number four for me because I've tried McDonald's since I've had this problem. It does not agree. But that's the best tasting of the not agree. Mm-hmm. It's going to lull me into the falsest sense of security. <laughs> just the just the robbiest falsest sense of security <laughs> where I've just been my dignity gets robbed that's what happens because I, I eat McDonald's and it's like Andrew you're home you're gonna be okay you can eat this again you're not sick and then like an hour later it's like oh my god no, that was a terrible idea so on the next three bases it'll be awful mm-hmm. here's the thing but, too about McDonald's it always tastes better in the car on the way home in the car like it doesn't taste oh, good at home it tastes boy. Always good in the car on your way home. You know it, dude. That is perfect analogy. Number four number for three. me. I'm gonna oh, go with. Uh, still didn't do number four. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm gonna go Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Really? I don't. I don't. I mean, their food is. I think their food is okay. I think they're a little bit overrated. But what puts them over the top is their customer service. Yeah. Customer service is always on point. Now we don't have to go into their uh, their policies and why they're controversial and all that. I that was not even a blip on my <laughs> radar. But there I are people out there. I didn't think about that when you said that at all. <laughs> that was not even a thought. And I'm appalled that you brought that <laughs> to the attention of the viewership. That I would even think that that was an odd choice. No, no, no. Pe- people out there, they're. I was going to hear words about it, so I just want to put that on the front end that I'm aware of everything that's going on there and I'm staying out of the conversation. Just saying their food is 
okay, but the customer service is on point. I will, I will go out there and say the food is good. I, you know, I've definitely tried Chick Fil A, and it's pretty, pretty darn good. Um, my number three, I gotta say, Mighty Taco. Ooh. Not gonna say it agrees, but it doesn't necessarily disagree either because they have an impossible option. Again, it's still Mighty Taco. I yeah. still have IBS. There's still gonna be a there's still gonna be a battle, but it's only a battle. It's not a war, because with Mighty Taco, it wasn't me. So I just gotta get past like the fact. Mm-hmm. So it's not even really a grease problem, because I would say grease is is hardest on me. Mm-hmm. And so when it's greasy, it's bad. But when it's like just fatty, then I just it takes a little while to get past it. I but Mighty that. Taco, I'll get past, and oh God, do I love getting past Mighty Taco because it is great. I hear that. I'm actually going to uh, agree with you, and my number three is also Mighty Taco. Heck yeah. It's the only place I feel comfortable getting five soft shells, chicken and cheese tacos, and paying $9 for it, and scarfing them all down like I'm a pelican. I love it. That's perfect. That's the perfect way to describe Mighty Taco. I've never not eaten it bad. And I like when, like, the, the 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 juice of the chicken the oh. cheese just drips out the bottom spills mm. on your pants that stain won't go away but it's a reminder of you had a good, good meal that day yeah so number two i gotta say number two um it's gonna be a weird choice and some people might be like that's not fast food five guys gotta put them at a solid number two Love a burger from Five Guys. Good God. Definitely might get Five Guys now. <laughs> Just thinking about it. That's a good one. That's Dude, a good I one. love Five Guys. I can't help it. Like, that's one, like, it doesn't even really hurt because they cook it in peanut oil. And peanut oil is just a million times better than most sorts of grease. Yeah. Like, so it's rough. But it's not, like. I don't feel sick. It's it's just more like, ah, all right, let's go, soldier, and then I'm fine. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I actually had a uh, a Five Guys milkshake the other day when it was really nice out. I was like, you know what? It's too nice of a day not to have a milkshake. I'm gonna pay for it later, but I'm gonna have this milkshake because Five Guys does. I that know. I love and I love that we share that. Every time we've been in a show together and had milkshakes, and <laughs> like we're both gonna hurt in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll see you on the other side. let's see number two for me is i wanted to put this at number one but for number two i'm gonna go with wendy's Ooh, that's a good one i love a chicken caesar salad from wendy's it costs you like 22 dollars but it's money well spent on a chicken caesar salad from wendy's and I recently have become a fan of the um, the dipping the French fries in the frosty. Oh, you know it. I was enlightened by this discovery, and I'm ashamed that I hadn't found out earlier. Uh, it's a lovely combination of a French fry and a frosty. It's beautiful. Heck yeah, heck yeah, definitely good combination. Well, number let's one. See, I don't know what my number is. All right, you go first, because I got to think on this one. I'm I'm torn. Number one, I am going to go with, I'm, I'm not sure if this is fast food, but 
I'm going to go with Popeyes. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Popeyes. Uh, the beauty about Popeyes is you can order something and Popeyes knows that's that's not what you wanted. So your order is going to be wrong, but in actuality, it isn't wrong. It's the right order. You just didn't know what you wanted, and Popeyes chose for you. That's the beauty of Popeyes. And if you do get a Popeyes biscuit, you're probably going to choke to death because of how dry and rough it is. But that's the beauty of having a Popeyes biscuit because you know what you're getting into when you bite into that biscuit. You know, I'm going to have a hard time breathing and coming up for air in a little bit. But totally. this biscuit is so good that it's it's worth the risk. And the chicken is, it's 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 good chicken. It's good chicken. And I'm not going to let anyone forget how crazy we all went. How I don't want to say the word crazy. I'm trying to eliminate that word from my vernacular. How wild we all went when that Popeye's chicken sandwich came out. Oh, man. We you lost our it. minds. You know it, dude. So any place that can make us as a collective lose our minds over a chicken sandwich, that has to be my number one. My number one, it's a... Uh... I'm going to put a cook-to-order place that is very, very fast, and we'll call it that. Um, cook-to-order place that's very fast. Um, I'm going to say Wagner's in my hometown. Uh, not fast food, real home-cooked food, um, definitely good. But as far as diner food goes, fastest out there. Um, definitely a pull-out a burger in like five minutes, and it'll be like one of the best burgers you've ever had. Um, so next time you come up to town, I'm taking you to Wagner's because real, real farm place, real, real down home place that I think you would love. That's a good shout. I, I love, I like a good diner. Good Heck diner always yeah. hits the spot. All right. That was our top five restaurants. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any, uh, questions, comments, concerns, or want to give your own top five, you have judgments of our top five, be sure to let us know. We're on social media. Uh, once again, my name is Dallas. I'm here with Andrew. This has been What's That Show About Buffalo. Again, reach out to us. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And then make sure you tell a friend to do it too. And then unlike and unsubscribe and then unfollow. And then resubscribe, refollow, and all that good stuff. Get our numbers up. Get our name out there. Because when we get up there, we're going to bring you with us. Because we support the people who support us. So again, What's That Show About Buffalo? Andrew That's the name of the show, guys. What's that show about Buffalo? That is our time. That's our time, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. We'll be here all week. That's how you end a comedy segment, right? That's how you. Yeah, end that's how I would end it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I think that's a good time. I think that's it. Because we're comedians. Yeah, because I'm funny. And like, was that a car horn? I mean, did you? I think it was. I think someone's done again. Alright, people. Someone just drives through the street through the wall. <laughs> Damn!